episode 39 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican. I am sports editor Joey LaFranca, and I have a special guest today. We are hanging out with Pottsburg State women's lacrosse coach Julie Decker. And this should be a really fun episode. But Julie, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, no problem at all. I was super happy to have you on. Like after we wrapped up the season, I thought to myself right away, like Julie would be a great guest for the podcast. So I, I am so happy we could do this literally just a week after the fact. So I, I'm super pumped. We can we can talk a little bit today. But to give people a rundown of what we're going to be talking about, basically, we're going to go through the rundown of what was a very chaotic season for the women's lacrosse team at Pottsburg State, to say the least. Do, do, do you think that's a that's a quality way to say it, Julie, or is that an understatement at this point? <laughs> I, it, I think that is very accurate. Okay, okay. And then we're going to get into a little bit of the, you know, who who is Julie Decker? We're going to get into the mystery of who she is, and we'll get, we'll get into, a, you know, a little bit of get-to-know-you stuff. And then we're going to kind of wrap up with a little bit of how Julie came about getting the job at Plattsburgh State and how she's kind of acclimated to the Plattsburgh area as a whole. But to give people a little bit of a background before we get started, um, having any type of sports season during the COVID-19 pandemic era is certainly challenging. And the women's lacrosse team at Plattsburgh State is a perfect example of that. Um, but you guys were able to overcome a lot in a very short period of time. But Julie, I will I will kick it to you and just let you kind of describe what exactly this season was like and how challenging it was to get the season started and then just complete the season as a whole. Yeah, so it was chaotic <laughs> this year. It was definitely a challenge. Um, like you said, just uh, trying to, to put forth a season and be competitive in the year of COVID has has you know just huge challenges and we were no exception to that and um you know we were super excited to just be able to play and super grateful to be out there but then we got hit with uh quarantine and then another quarantine and you know it just felt like the hits uh just kept coming this year and um you know the rug got pulled out from under us for a couple uh preseason or not preseason games, but um, non-conference games that we had early in the season that we were looking forward to. And then we had to, to cancel a lot of those or what ended up being all of our non-conference games. Um, so we were really just hoping to play our conference schedule. And um, yeah, at that point we came off of straight off of a quarantine and hopped right into conference play. <laughs> got done with a team quarantine Friday night and played a game, our first game Saturday. And that was the start of a two week whirlwind season that we were playing a game just about every other day. And uh, it was, it was difficult. It was, it was a lot. And uh, I'm just super proud of our team and, and our players for the way they powered through and, and handled everything that was thrown at them this year. To put the math, the numbers exactly right with math, you guys did what was supposed to be a 40-day season into just 17. Um, that alone is crazy to think about what you guys were able to accomplish in such a short period of time. But as a coach, how much improvement did you actually see with your team and how impressed were you in what you guys were able to just do in a 17-day in a span, which really was supposed to be a 40-day span? 
yeah, we saw a ton of improvement um, just from game one to, to game eight. And um, we got a lot better every, every single day we went out there, we got better. And a lot of that was during, during the games because um, we didn't have a whole lot of practice time and <laughs> to have one practice in between, you know, a sandwich of, of games, it's hard to really, get a lot done at practice, um, you know, when you got a game the day before and the day after. So uh, didn't have a whole lot of time to develop um, as a team and, and to develop each player individually, like, like we would in a normal year. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, you know, just another one of our challenges and something we had to, to get through, but just the way we did improve while we were out there is super promising. And, um, you know, it was, it was kind of a cool thing to play Cortland in our first game and our last game. Cause we really got to see, um, how much we, we actually truly improved throughout the course of the season. Um, I think, what did we allow? We allowed them to score like 22 goals, I think, in our first game. And then we held them to 14 yeah. um, by the last game. So our defense just made so much progress. And, and offensively, too, we really um, we were battling with teams, uh, especially in the first half of most of our games and then just kind of ran out of gas. Um, yeah. But again, we didn't have didn't have time to do conditioning this year you know it was a lot but don't want to make excuses we just we improved so much and I think you know if we next year when we're able to have that time to to develop and and run and and work together and um and do all that stuff as a team while we're out there um you know I think I think that can really pay off for us (laughs) <laughs> when, we get to, when we get to our games next year, which is exciting. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned the the basically the front end and the back end of the season with Cortland, and there were positives that you can draw from that. And some of the main positives, obviously, you can draw. And something that we talked about um, for the, pre- the, the season preview article that we did at the beginning of the year, I remember you mentioned that you just wanted to prove yourself within the SUNYAC. You know, this is the third year of the women's lacrosse program at Pottsburg State. And that was something that you guys hadn't done yet. And you took a, you took that step this year. Um, you won your first two conference games. You beat Potsdam twice this year, back-to-back wins. You went from you went from so much trial and tribulation to back-to-back wins at one point. And I mean, that must have been great just to see something actually pay off, you know, because it's hard to, I'm sure it's hard to keep the team on the right path when, you know, you're losing games, but then you're showing improvement. And then to finally see some end results, that must have been great. But the first win conference win against Potsdam, I'm sure was a very big highlight of the year and something that you were very proud of and impressed with from the team. Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. It felt so good to get our first ever conference win and to do it on our home turf on a crazy wintry weather, April day in the (laughs) Um, snow. Yeah. It was awesome. It was so fun. And, um, yeah, just with everything that we had gone through up to that moment, um, just was was so awesome you know yeah have you and then what, the back to back too was was just the cherry on top yeah for sure and when when you were in that in the, I'm sure you've played in inclement weather before 
but playing in the snow like that, is there a little bit of extra fun and a little bit of extra just kind of like energy that you can get from that type of weather when you're literally playing in the middle of a snowstorm? <laughs> I think it can go either way, but yeah. <laughs> I think we, we had fun with it. It's definitely a challenge to, you know, get your footing. And then when, when the netting on the stick gets snowy and it's cold, that can kind of freeze. So it doesn't help the stick skills um, being able to, to handle the ball, but, um, yeah, it definitely makes for a memorable time. You yeah. don't always remember those, those picture perfect sunny days, those <laughs> moments, but yeah, that definitely made it all the more memorable for our first ever conference win. And I'll tell you too, the, the, the photos that I got from shooting that day were just amazing. And one of the funniest photos that I didn't, I didn't publicize anywhere because it was kind of like out of focus, but you could see what was happening was at one point, one of your players was trying to scoop up the ball in an area that really hadn't been shoveled off. So there was a lot of snow. So she got the ball and then she passed it to one of, one of her teammates. But in the process, she also launched a snowball at one of the pot stand players. And I was just laughing so hard. I thought it was so funny. I mean, legitimate snowball right to the face of the uh, pot stand player, which was pretty funny. Um, but that's what can happen when there's a lot of snow on the ground. I thought that was very fun. So I, I, I forgot to mention that to you before, but hey, we'll mention it now because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. No, I did not realize that. But yeah, and yeah. It's just what can happen in a snow it, game. Exactly. Absolutely. But to give a little bit of a rundown of, of just Julie's tenure of, of lacrosse, I mean, so we're going to go back. You, you played high school at Penn Yan Academy. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, you did. Okay. Class B state champ. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Then, then, we go, then we go to college. You're playing at Brockport. You got a lot of success there. And then all of these coaching jobs in such a short period of time, assistant at Geneseo, head coach at Hilbert College, assistant coach at D1 Fresno State, head coach at D24 Lewis, and then Plattsburgh. Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, no, that's all of them. <laughs> that's that's a lot in a very short period of time. You have you have really kind of run the gauntlet. Yes. Yeah. Well, this this was my twelfth year as the college coach. So mm-hmm. I've been doing this ever since I graduated from Brockport and. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel really fortunate to have been able to have all those experiences and been a, I've been a coach now at every single NCAA level. So, um, yeah, I'm just yeah. super fortunate to be where I am now. And I'm back in the conference that I played in and got my coaching start in and to have been able to build this program here at Plattsburgh from scratch has just been a, a dream. Kind of going back to your playing days, you know, I feel pretty confident to say that lacrosse means a lot to you, given your track record here and what I just mentioned. But um, how did you fall in love with the sport? That just that all comes from my hometown and the traditions that were built there um, in Penyan. Uh, that that comes from the shout out to the Queener family. <laughs> um, they were Patty Queener and her husband, they were our, our high school coaches. Um, Harry Queener was the, the boys coach, the varsity coach there for the longest time. And, and Patty Queener was uh, the, the girls varsity lacrosse coach um, since they started a high school program there in 1996. And I think 
she recently stepped down from the varsity position a, a couple seasons ago, but um, they have four children who were kind of around my age. I was kind of like right in the middle of the pack between the, the four children, but their whole family just lived and breathed lacrosse. And we did a, a summer wreck, um, kind of like a modified box lacrosse um, for the girls side. So mm -hmm. just started playing that in sixth grade. Um, and then I started playing for school in eighth grade after, um, I don't know, just didn't, didn't love softball as much anymore. And I wanted to try something new. And uh, Mrs. Queener had actually reached out to me and, and was encouraging me to play. And it was just, I played it and we went undefeated my eighth grade year. We went eight now, which was so fun. <laughs> there you um, go. I never looked back. It, it was just, I had a lot of fun just playing with my friends and um, we just had really good connections on the field and, and we worked hard and respected the game. And I think one thing that just, always stood out to me um, with the way the Queeners taught the game of lacrosse is, um, was the, the native origins of the game. And um, that has just always really stood out to me. And I respect the game so much for, for what it is and where it came from. And um, it just feels really good to play. And, and it's known as the medicine game and it's just, <laughs> truly is it's so healing to play and so fun what was it what was your time like at Brockport um because Brockport certainly has a very well-known women's lacrosse program uh we won we won a lot <laughs> that's <laughs> always good fun. Uh, yeah so I I actually I didn't start out at Brockport I transferred in um so I really didn't play lacrosse in college until my my sophomore year in college oh, wow. I played four years there at Brockport. So I started my grad work um, by the time I was done there. But um, yeah, we were very successful. Uh, I think the only team we really uh, never took down was, was Cortland. And we had a chance to do that my junior season there in the, the conference finals. And I think we, we lost by like a last second goal, which was uh, definitely a bummer, but we went on to win the ECAC championship that year. Um, so that was really fun, but yeah, no, I just had a blast in college. Um, we were, we were a really talented team and we had a great coach as well. And you mentioned how you've coached at all three levels for college D1, D2 and D3. Now, how has that kind of just expanded the way you look at the game from a coaching standpoint, because I'm sure you gain a lot of different perspectives when you go from one level to the next. Yeah, they're all different. Um, they're all based on different philosophies and um, at the division one level, it's super athletics focused. And then as you go down D2 and D3, it's more about having a balance of life and between school and, and athletics and division three is even more so just with athletics, just being a, an addition to your quality of life. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all different. They all, it just, I think for, for the student athlete, it just depends on like what, what their goals are and what they want to get out of 
the, the student athlete experience. Mm -hmm. And, and, and for, I, I'm just curious when I was looking at some of your, some of the information for your bio stuff, Hilbert college, that seemed like it was a really interesting kind of parallel between what you're doing, what you did there and what you did, what you're doing now at Plattsburgh state in a sense, because you kind of started that program from scratch a little bit. And we can start with just that experience first. Like what was that entire process like? Because from what I read, it sounds like you literally helped start that totally from scratch. Yeah. So I was at Hilbert for one year and that was, um, that was our building year. So mm -hmm. the, that next year would have been the first season of NCAA competition. So it's extremely similar to what we did here at Plattsburgh when when I came on here, that was our, our building year. And we, we worked with a group of students who were here on campus and were interested in lacrosse. And I spent the rest of the time recruiting students for, for the following year, for our first year of competition. So um, yeah, that experience at Hilbert was invaluable to uh, starting this program here. Um, and what, what we did with that, because it was definitely similar. We, we practiced as a team, as a club, and, um, you know, we got to scrimmage once or twice. And that's exactly what we did here in, in preparation for that inaugural year. But yeah, yeah that, that after a year at Hilbert, I had, I got the call from Fresno State and they wanted me to come out there. So up to that point, I had no, uh, no other experience other than D3 and <laughs> California. And I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. I'm trying, I, I, and I, I would have a hard time not asking what was it like just being at the D1 level? I'm sure that was pretty fun at a lot of, for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I loved, I loved California and the division one level. Um, they have, they have a lot of money. They've got <laughs> a lot of really nice facilities. Um, so that was, that was probably the biggest difference um, from what I was used to come, going from D3 to D1. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously all the other um, NCAA rules, it just, there's so many rules, <laughs> but especially for the, the division one schools. There really are, and a little, a little insight. We'll say, you know, instead of inside baseball, we'll say inside lacrosse. One of the one of the things that was funny was one of the first games that I think I covered for you guys was I was looking for faceoff statistics, and I I told you afterward I said, oh, it's called draw control, and I just I just thought that was funny, like just all these different little things and different rules and stuff that I'm just trying to familiarize myself with because, and I, I told this to Julia at the beginning of the year. I said, listen. I'm trying to learn lacrosse myself. I wanted to cover the, I wanted to cover the team. I wanted to teach myself a little bit of something that I'm quite not that familiar with. And I think I learned a lot this year. And I, I mean, Julie, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I asked too many dumb questions. Did I? <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Well, it's so weird. Like it's, it's all lacrosse. It yeah. lacrosse and people are freaked out by the like, different rules because um, you know, it is a totally different set of rules between men's and women's, but it's truly all, I mean, I, what I believe is that it's all comes down to the same fundamentals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely those intricacies that can be <laughs> confusing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So as we continue with the progression here, we've gone through all of your coaching stuff. Now I just wanted to key on some Plattsburgh state stuff. So 
How did you find out about the Plattsburgh State job initially? What drew you to, uh, what, what, what informed you about the opportunity here? I had been researching opportunities to move back east since mm-hmm. I'm from New York State and all my family is, is still here in New York or, or somewhere on the East Coast. Um, so I, I was really hoping to move back east and um, yeah, I just was looking one day and saw Plattsburgh was adding lacrosse and that just <laughs> felt like, uh, like exactly what I was looking for and hoping for. How did you go about the, you know, getting your name into the mix for everything at Plattsburgh? How, how was that whole process like? And I'm sure the interview process, especially when you want something, it can be a little nerve wracking at times. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm sure, I think I emailed my resume and cover letter in like the very next day after I saw the, the initial job posting. Um, because honestly, like I said, I mean, this, this was a dream job for me. Um, and it was exactly what I was looking for and, and all that I could hope for. So I did really want this job. (laughs) Um, but I, I checked out the website and, um, I actually, uh, knew someone here on the staff and I don't know how much that helped, helped me get the job, but (laughs) Um, I did know Joe May, our former men's lacrosse coach. Um, he was uh, a player still at Geneseo when I got my first coaching job there. So, um, so I kind of knew Joe a little bit, and um, I think I'm pretty sure he he ended up being on the search committee, and he gave me um, the campus tour when I came for for the interview, but. I mean, still, they had a lot of good quality candidates um, in the pool and, and who they interviewed for this position. So, yeah. like I said, I just I feel so fortunate to have been given this opportunity. Put us in the uh, interview room when you're interviewing for the job. How was that? <laughs> um it, it was interesting. I mean, there's definitely a cast of characters here in our <laughs> athletic department. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you get some some funny questions, some sure. good personalities. I remember Bob Emery was sitting in the in the the all coaches meeting when he came in, and he's just such a big personality. But yes. I, I don't know. I wasn't intimidated by him <laughs> like a lot of people. I just kind of laughed at him. Yeah. But so no, I. Now that you mentioned Bob, I have a funny uh, Bob story. So I I grew up here. Um, When I was little, I would go to Plattsburgh State men's hockey games. I mean, men's hockey games back in the day when you're little, you know, go with mom and dad, get a big Texas cookie, get a Pepsi, watch the game, but a bunch of fun on Friday night. Um, But as I got older, obviously, and I, I went to, and I attended Plattsburgh State and worked for the college newspaper, Cardinal Points. Um, I got the men's hockey beat at, at, for my, like literally on my first semester on Cardinal points. And I was super pumped and everybody was like, Oh, you gotta be careful. Like Bob's an intense guy. You can't ask stupid questions. You gotta be prepared. And I was like, I know, I know, like I'm, I'm ready to go. So I, I covered the team. It was great. Um, it was a really, it was a really fun experience. Bob was awesome. Like he's super intense all the time. You gotta, you have to be prepared because if you're not prepared, he will notice and he'll get you. Like 
that's the main thing that you have to, as a reporter, you have to be aware of. So fast forward to the end of the year and the men's hockey team had a really good year that year. I think that was 2016 or 17. And um, Geneseo ended up beating Plattsburgh State at home seven to one in the SUNYAC championship. And it was brutal. I was walking down into the tunnel after the game, ready to interview Bob. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. Like, this is not going to go well. And I'm just thinking of things to say. I'm all nervous. And I get my questions out. Everything's fine. And afterward, so one of the things that Cardinal points is your sources, I don't know, maybe you've had to do this. Um, you're, you have to fill, the, your sources fill out a form that say like, how did the reporter ask questions, this or that? How were they? Did you feel comfortable? Blah, blah, blah. And the last interview of the year that I did, Bob filled out the form because I had to email it to him every time, which got hilarious. Um, and Bob would usually just write all good, all good, like every single time. But the last time he wrote, Joey is a really great reporter and he's going to do wonderful things in the future and he's going to get really good and he's going to be special one day. And when my professor read that to the whole class, everybody was like, oh my God, like, how did you do that? And I'm just like, just was myself. I just asked questions, was honest, just was prepared. And everybody was just astonished. But that was one of the coolest things that uh, Bob ever did for me was just give me kind of that plug and send me off to that platform a little bit. And, and that was really awesome. But I learned a lot from covering that team that year because you really got to be on your game. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely that that type of guy. I love that you call him intense. I feel like every, every coach gets called intense. Yeah. A little bit, especially at the college level. There's a, you got to have some kind of intensity to exactly. get, the, get the best out of people to push them. Yeah, the coach does, right? <laughs> exactly. And I always, I always laugh. The two funniest things that when I, when I interviewed him for different things, one time he, it was just so, he, I will say it again. He was so intense when he said this, I, I talked to him about how they were struggling to find the back of the net, but they were getting a lot of shots off. And Bob goes in his Boston accent. He's like, we got to take away the goalie's eyes. And like, he just said it so intense and that's all he said. And I'm like, okay, like, here we go. And then there was another time where he, he goes, uh, the boys just got to play with a lot more jump and jam. And I'm like, okay, jump and jam. We're just going into hockey vernacular now. But it was just, it was just really great, but it was a lot of fun experience. So I'm, I'm glad you got to have a little bit of a Bob Emery experience too. <laughs> <laughs> and he, my God, he's got a thick Boston accent. Always has. Yeah. <laughs> always has but getting back to some of the more stuff i just had to share that because i thought that would be funny and a, a lot of people around here can obviously relate to uh to bob because he made a he, he certainly made his mark on the area um but how you know you had your work cut out for you once you actually so you get the job you have your work cut out for you now you got to start building the program what were some of the initial steps that you took to really kind of get this program started so uh right away just reached out to high school coaches, club coaches all around New York state. Um, but especially, you know, along that, the 87 drag and into long Island. Um, yeah, just looking at, at our student body and where we draw kids from typically and, um, lucky for us there, they tend to be, um, you know, the, the typical lacrosse hotbeds, yeah. um, but yeah, just reached out to coaches and then tried to to get as many kids here on campus to visit and check it out. And 
Um, you know, I think that's, that's kind of the, not the easy part, but I think once you get a kid here, um, you know, I love walking a recruit around campus and, and selling, uh, what we have to offer here. I think we've got, we've got a really good thing going. We've got a lot of support and I think that's just helped us be as successful as we have been in such a short amount of time. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. And as far as some of the main challenges that you could kind of pinpoint in, in starting out a program, what, what would you say some of those would be? I think the biggest thing is to get someone to buy into that, that dream that yeah. you're selling. So you haven't, you haven't ever proved it. Um, you know, they don't know what it's going to be like when they get here. They don't have, uh, someone who's been in their shoes, like an upperclassman who's been doing it for two, three seasons. Um, you know, there's no one for that, uh, prospect to talk to really other than the coach. And, and they just really need to have a whole lot of faith and trust in you. And, um, in order to, to make that commitment and and to want to come here and just kind of believe in the dream. Yeah. Um, no, that's, I think that's a perfect way to say it. And what do you, when, when you show a player around campus, now that you've kind of familiarized yourself, obviously with the campus yourself, what do you kind of go about and in, in show, what, what do you like to show them? What, how is, how, you know, run me through, like, if you were to try and recruit me for, for your team, like, what would you show me? What, what would you kind of do to entice me to come to Plattsburgh? Yeah. So every, every coach here does it a little bit differently. And when I first got here, I went on several different coaches tours. Okay. How they they do it. Yeah. Um, But my favorite one that I went on was with Danielle Blanchard, our former assistant women's ice hockey coach. And, um, and that's kind of how I, I design all my tours. Um, just from what what she did and we always start at the field house show them the athletic facilities that's really that's why they're coming here that's (laughs) what they're most excited for Um, so we always start there I take them around show them how awesome our our field is Um, and then we, we usually just go around the rest of campus I'll take them up to the admissions, the 10th floor of Kehoe and, and show the beautiful views of yeah. looking out onto Whiteface on a clear day and then across Lake Champlain. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then take them around to the rest of campus, do a little drive around town, point out all we have to offer. What's your, what's your, besides athletics, what's your favorite part of just the, the Plattsburgh State campus? I love the fountain, the hot yeah. pond. That's the best when that is going on a tour and I can show, show a kid and their family that we come right down the the stairwell of Hudson hall and look out onto the fountain and the water cascading down on the rocks, the other side, that's the best. What's your uh, favorite little place on campus to go get like a quick bite if you need to get something. I'll, I'll tell you mine after you, after you, after you disclose <laughs> yours, I'll, I'll tell you what mine was. <laughs> um, there's this place in the downer. Okay. That has uh, really good rice bowls. Mm. That is the halal. I'm, I'm probably doing <laughs> the name, but the halal shack. 
Okay. I'm not sure how to say it, but yeah, they have the best. So you're big into that. So my place is actually because of I a lot of my classes when I was at, at Plattsburgh was it were in Ward Hall. So Einstein's, I don't know if you've been there at all, okay. but get a smoothie or a bagel or something like that. That was always my go-to place. That was, that was always really good. Have you gone, have you ever tried that before? I've been to an Einstein brothers, but okay. I, don't, I don't think I've ever been to the one on campus. I'm just never up, up <laughs> near Hawkins. Really. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. But um, final thing, just about uh, some, some of the main things about the lacrosse program before we get into some, some fun, how to get to know you questions. When you think about day one, you find out you get the job to where we are right now as we finished up year three and we're headed into year four. How much of a whirlwind has it been? How much improvement have you seen? How would you kind of put into words what these past three years have been like? Wow. You just asked that question. And I truly thought back to that moment that I got the call and it kind of makes me a little emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't intend to make you cry. <laughs> oh no, it definitely, it is a little emotional. I mean, like I said, yeah. this has just been like a dream job for me and um, just to see how far we've come in such a short amount of time. And, you know, I think back on the players who've already graduated from our program and just the level of commitment and buy-in we've had from from those student athletes from day one, like even the the kids who played club and and who wanted to continue and, and put in the work to be a varsity athlete. Um, you know, every single person has just made their mark on this program. And, um, you know, we've talked about that since day one with, with everybody who's been a part of it and, uh, and what kind of legacy we want to leave. And, and we're only going up from here. So yeah. I think to see how far it's come and, to have a vision to where we're going is just really exciting. And um, yeah, I just think this, this team and this program has so much promise um, to be fighting for a conference championship here soon, hopefully. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you're certainly headed in the right direction. I mean, just with the, literally the, we'll call it the 17 day marathon that you guys had. I mean, you showed a bunch of improvements. So hopefully Hopefully next year with more time, hopefully with some fall ball too. I mean, it's only going to lead to better things. I think that, I think I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that will lead to better things too. Yes. 100%. <laughs> That's exactly what, what I, what I said to the team <clears throat> after our last game, you know, we had 17 days together this year. <laughs> well, plus, plus the three practices we had before that. So 20, 40, 20 okay. days, eight of those were games, you know, that's, not a lot of time so. yeah I'm sure I'm sure after the after the last game you were probably like yeah it was nice seeing you guys we're glad we could have a couple of weeks <laughs> but okay yeah, well this last week this last week it, you know once the season ended we were just time for everybody to take a breath <laughs> I was gonna say how much sleep did you get this past week <laughs> I'm sure a lot more yeah, than you had the past couple of weeks <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it was nice just to to take a, a breath get some sleep and just kind of decompress from from the whirlwind that was our season 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So are you, are you ready for some more, just get to know you questions? Yeah, lay them all. Okay. First one. So some are going to be literally like really quick answers and some are going to be a little bit more extended. We'll start with one that will be a little bit more extended first, but what have been some things you have enjoyed um, the most just about being in Plattsburgh and the North country area since obviously coming up here a couple of years ago? I love being surrounded by water. So okay. just the location like on the river and Lake Champlain. Um, I just love being around lakes really. Um, cause I grew up in the finger lakes. So I just, I love that. Um, and being close to the mountains, I've got to do some, not as much as I've wanted to, but I've definitely got to do some, some cool hikes that have been worth it. Um, Indian head was my favorite. I did that last, last summer, no, yeah. two summers ago. That must have that must have been that must have been awesome. Now, what do you think? Uh, a lot of people, when you ask about you know North Country area coming up to Plattsburgh, um, what do you think about Lake Placid? What do I think about Lake yeah, Placid? Yeah, do you enjoy? Yeah, have you been up there? <laughs> oh, Lake Placid is one of my favorite places on Earth, mostly oh, okay. because of the uh, the big lacrosse tournament yes. that we do every summer. Um, yeah. It's, uh, the beginning of August every summer. And I play in that to this day. I started playing, um, I think my, like right after I graduated college, I started playing in that. Oh, that's awesome. It is the most fun. And yeah, we, we still play to this day. I'm on team laxified. We're reigning champs for the <laughs> women's over 30 division. So, um, yeah, we're super fun. It was canceled last year. So definitely looking forward to that again. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're very excited for that. And I, this wasn't a question I have, but I'll ask you now, how is Julie Decker, the lacrosse player now compared to the, the lacrosse player in college? <laughs> That's hilarious that you asked me that. Actually, I, I coaching, it's funny, coaching has it helps, probably such a better athlete because you know, you've got a heightened level of focus, you're teaching people the game. And then, you know, when you go to demonstrate or, or hop in a drill, like, uh, you know, you start doing those things that you're coaching people on. So yeah. I've become a way better athlete, way better lacrosse player. Um, since I've been coaching, it's kind of funny how that happens. It's in a, yeah, no, I, go ahead no that's okay go ahead go ahead no I was gonna say in in Placid now like well since we're we're the old ladies division now we get to play on the shorter field which is so much fun <laughs> but I when I was running in midfield last time we played in the tournament and I just felt like I was in the best shape ever and it's so different from what I was growing up and um you know in high school they my high school coach moved me off a of defense and told me I was too slow to play defense. So they moved me to attack when I played attack all through like from 10th grade on and through college, I played attack, but now here I am in the best shape of my life at 35 years old running midfield and just feeling great. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's great. And I mean, you, you look at, and I like what you said about the different perspectives you can get from coaching and then you continue playing. You, it, it's leaps and bounds that I'm sure that you, you see improvements in, in different ways and you just look at the game in a different way, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, definitely. It, it, 
it's funny. Um, you, you certainly have a totally different perspective going through it as a player. And I just think the more you're involved in it as a coach and, and are able to see a different side of it is, is really helpful. And obviously, you know, you get more wisdom with age, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so I think that helps too. Do you, um, when you're, when you're practicing, obviously when you're running practices at Plattsburgh state, do you ever take a moment to show up the players? <laughs> I'll hop in a drill, especially this year, since we had people like in and out of quarantine and just low numbers yeah. at practice. Um, yeah, I'll definitely hop in and I compete. I come to play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking it easy on anyone. No one else is going to do that. No, if anything, they're going to amp up their energy to play against you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here we go with some more quick hitters. Are we ready? Okay. Favorite sport other than lacrosse? Basketball. Really? Golf. Golf. Hey, golf. It used to be basketball, golf now. Do you play, do you play golf? Uh, not enough. I need yeah, to me neither. <laughs> my grandpa or my dad and his twin brother were both local golf professionals mm. when I was growing up. So I've been around the game my entire life. I'm one of, I'm one of those golfers who like, I played in high school because my high school team, the baseball program got cut after, uh, my freshman year. So I wasn't about to do tennis and I wasn't about to run track and we didn't even have lacrosse. So I, I'm not going to try and break your heart here saying that I turned down a lacrosse opportunity. So I, I golfed and um, I actually got a little bit better at it and I will make you laugh. Can you guess who my, uh, my golf coach was the first year I played? It's somebody, you know, oh. it's somebody you work with a fellow coach. Uh, Chris Dory. No, Steve Moffat. No. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> That's awesome. So he, yes. had, he, he, was the, he was really the one to actually teach me how to golf. And I'm, unfortunately, like, I don't have as much time to play anymore. But, like, when I was actually consistently playing, I got, I got decent. Now it's like I'm just happy when I hit the ball straight. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. So favorite midnight snack? Hmm. Man, it's a tough one. Maybe <laughs> chips and queso. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. All right. So while you're eating the snack and you're maybe you're watching a movie, what's your favorite movie? Oh, I like I like comedies. Yeah. My favorite movie though, specifically. Yep. Oh man, one of my all-time faves is I Love You, Man. <laughs> Jason Siegel. That's a that's a good one. I like I like I like that movie. I I I've watched that maybe once or twice, and it is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Um, favorite color? Purple. Okay. Dream car. Mm. Man, this is not something I think about. <laughs> I don't know. If you had, if you you know, put yourself back in Cali and you got a ton of money and you got to get a car and you're cruising and you're cruising, what car are you driving? Oh man. <laughs> Let's go with like, uh, like an Escalade. Oh, I like that. 
Yeah, sure. I like you. So you want to be tough on the road. You want to be big. You want to stand out. Sure. Let's go. <laughs> what was the first car you drove? Uh, the first car I drove or the first car I owned? First, like for you all, either or. We can do both if you want. <laughs> I think it was, um, I want to say a Ford Tempo. I don't even know what that is. I've never heard of a Tempo. It's a hand-me-down. Ford Tempo, <laughs> little red Ford Tempo. What would you compare that to, like nowadays? Um, similar to like a, like a Corolla. Oh, okay, okay. Kind of, yeah. Okay, and what was the first car you owned? I think that was it. I think. That oh, okay, was okay. Ford Tempo it was a hand-me-down for my <laughs> stepmom. There we go. That works. My first one was a 1999 Ford Explorer. What a gem that car was. It was white. And, you know, I had a little bit of height to it. Oh, I, it was the white ghost. <laughs> it was good. I like it. Yes. Okay. So favorite music artist or slash band? You can do either or here. Oh, wow. Uh, so lately, I've been listening to the surfaces album hmm. okay i don't know what it's called i can look it up surfaces okay. or harry harry styles i've been into his uh, okay. album is that so that so that's like is is that kind of like pump up type of music or is that more just like stuff you like to listen to while you're relaxing just like relaxing yeah well the sur- surfaces um that's just like feel good, <laughs> getting the right positive, happy mindset. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay. So if you could turn yourself into an animal, what animal would it be? Ooh, I think I would go with an eagle. Oh, good one. So you want to fly. You want to see the world from up top. Yes. You want to turn the Kehoe experience into a legit experience and see, see everything go up top. Yeah. Yeah. They can cover some ground. Yeah. Imagine an eagle with a lacrosse stick in their hand. That'd be a deadly I weapon. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think that would be pretty good. Okay. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're just easier. <laughs> I just can make easy. them at home if I want them. You can make waffles at home, though. <laughs> I don't have a waffle maker, though. That's true. <laughs> that, 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 might, that might be a little bit of a dilemma then. That's okay. So, yeah, I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Okay. So, one more thing. Summer or winter? Or fall Summer. or spring? Summer. Summer all the way? Okay. So, you got it's got to be warm. It's got to be warm. Yes. Yeah. I just enjoy being outside shorts, tank top, getting tan, yep. being able to exercise, get a good sweat in. Love that. There we go. Job you would want to have if you were not a lacrosse coach? I think winemaker. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So you got to expand, you got to expand upon that. What, why? <laughs> My first ever job was at a winery and, um, I grew up around wine. Um, my, my dad and my stepmom, they used to volunteer at 
the international wine competition or the Finger Lakes International Wine Competition that benefited Camp Good Days, which okay. is a camp Finger Lakes for, for kids and families with cancer. Um, so there's this huge international wine competition and I used to go and volunteer at it too. So I learned a ton about wine and then ended up getting a, my first job at a winery and um, I just love it. It's so, so interesting. And actually my grandfather on my mom's side, um, he used to make his own wine too at home. So I just, I love it. It's so interesting. Yeah. And so this is, this is like one of the final ones. So first of all, if people don't know, Julie is a very funny and amusing Twitter follow. You have a lot of good tweets. You show a lot of personality. And one of my favorite things since, since we started following each other on Twitter is your Bills fandom. And I just yeah. needed to ask you, how did the Bills fandom come about? When did that start? And obviously this past year was a roller coaster of a ride and the Bills had a lot of success, but describe your Bills fandom to me. <laughs> oh, I am a born and bred Bills fan. Um, that just that, that is a, a generational thing. So my my dad grew up um, like 20 minutes from Orchard Park where the Bills play. Um, so I've just always been a Bills fan. My family is Bills fans. Um, yeah. And just growing up in the, the early 90s and those four Super Bowl losses. <laughs> <laughs> just so traumatic and then to have a losing record year after year after year it's just this year was awesome we were yeah. actually winning and Josh Allen is amazing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no it's fun to to be a part of it and um I am no bandwagon fan that is for sure yeah, no, I, I can I can respect that. And as a Giants fan, I've certainly been jealous of of the success that the Bills have had of late. I, I hope that the Giants can start to turn it around a little bit. Um, but I've gotten two Super Bowls since I since I've since I've been alive, so I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm hoping as, to get one. I actually I had season tickets for a year. Too. I was I was gonna I was gonna ask you, you know, I do you know with obviously with your schedule and stuff will you try and make it down to a game maybe this year I would love to that yeah. would be amazing yeah yeah anytime I can go to a game that would be awesome what's your what's your favorite so is I was and this was this was not a question I had but I'll ask you what is your favorite kind of like sporting event to like attend physically you know like actually be in attendance at Ooh. because it's kind of different like you know, you watch a baseball game, it's one thing. You attend a baseball game, it's a whole other experience. It's that type of thing. So I always find that kind of interesting to get other people's take on like what they enjoy actually going to. Yeah, that's really hard. It's <laughs> really hard. I, I love watching sports in person. I always think that's like a little bit better than being on TV. But the nice thing about TV is you can be up close and like actually yeah. see the play without having all the other distractions, which if I'm at a big stadium, I definitely like my ADD kicks in and I get distracted looking around at all the different people and trying to find people I know or, or what, what have you. Um, I don't know. That is really tough. Best sport to attend. I, I, I find it very fun to attend golfing events. Really? You to, like walk around the course. Yeah. See a lot of great. Golf. Um, 
I just get really distracted at other sporting <laughs> events. I don't know. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Hockey, NHL. Hockey. Hockey. What, what's your yeah. hockey team? Sabres? I've only been to one NHL game ever, yeah. and that was a San Jose Sharks playoff oh, game. When you were, okay. And it was the coolest thing. Yeah. That yeah, must have been awesome. Down. So did they have the so cool. did they have the shark come down and the players would come out? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. So they were playing the Kings in I think it was like I don't know one of their first playoff games, and um, we our seats were right behind the goal, and I think it was like sudden death overtime, and the Sharks ended up winning. They scored on the goal that we were sitting right behind. It was not so so fun. Such a cool experience. Yeah, that that's one of that's one of the things to check off my 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 bucket list of different sports things. I've never been to a pro hockey game before, and I think that would be a really cool experience. And I think what will probably end up happening is because I I root for the Islanders, and they're actually building a new arena right now. Um, and I think it would be really cool. Hopefully, you know, obviously with COVID and everything, hopefully fans will be allowed, and you know, it'll actually be a packed stadium, packed arena again, but. It would be really cool to go watch an Islanders game because the Islanders fans can be very rowdy. And I think that would be a very cool experience to have, to say the least. Yes. And I've been to my, I've definitely been to a fair share of my Yankee games. That's, that's my, that's my go, that's my go-to for baseball. I, I crossed, I've crossed off one of the two like real bucket list things. I've been to a subway series games. I have not been to a Yankee Red Sox game yet. So that would be, but Yankees Mets, that's that's good energy all throughout. And you talk about ADD. There's a lot of distractions. <laughs> there's a lot of distractions. But so those are all for that. One final thing to wrap up, though. So, oh, actually, I'm sorry. There's one other thing. And then we'll do wrap up. Okay. If you were stuck in an escape room, who would be the one person you would want to try and help get you out? Hmm. This is not a life and death thing, but like you, it would be nice if you could get out of the building. <laughs> geez who would i want to help i don't know probably i would say my sister yeah yes why just the sister sister mentality you think you can get out of there sister sister our sisterly bond we would come up with something clever (laughs) and creative we're both we think very differently too so i think i think that would be a a nice compliment for us to get out of there yeah that would be a nice mix have you ever actually done an escape room before i have not i think it would always be kind of fun but i don't know (laughs) no i have not i've always thought i've always thought about that but okay so one one closing thing and this 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 can be this is a little bit more serious it's not like super serious but it's a little bit off the the fun questions here but What's your advice to, you know, young women thinking about playing lacrosse or already playing lacrosse and what they can do to grow and improve every day? I would say you got to have a a certain level of respect for the game and for yourself and, and just to go out every day and really, you know, be intentional about what you want out of it. Um, You know, do you want to get to the next level? How much do you want to improve? Um, how seriously are you taking it? So I think when you are taking it seriously and you're not afraid of, of failing or whatever, but you're really, you're trying to get better. Um, you know, you end up truly having more fun with it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where the most fun can be had if, if you're playing hard and, and getting better and, you know, seeing the improvements that you can make and, um, 
ultimately there's a program for everybody. If you do want to play at the next level, uh, you know, there's, there's programs at the college level being added all the time. So um, there's opportunities for everybody, no matter what level, um, what, what you think your talent level is, yeah. you know, if you want to play at the next level, there's a, there's a place for you. Oh, absolutely. And one other thing too, I'm sure you've you know, obviously you're growing the game of lacrosse for, for the women's lacrosse at Fosberg state. And I'm sure it's also kind of nice to see, girls lacrosse growing a little bit just in here in the North country area. Um, Plattsburgh High has started up a team. It's kind of a mesh of a bunch of different schools. And I know you've kind of, you know, been in touch with the team a little bit from time to time, helping them out with different things. I know, you know, probably Ken Canelli is one of your, your main persons you're, you're in touch with a little bit, but I'm sure from, from your perspective, it's nice to see uh, girls lacrosse growing just in this area where you are right now too. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm so happy that, that they were able to approve the program here. And um, yeah, I've, I've become pretty close with the coaches and I'm actually volunteering and helping out with the team this year. That's so awesome. I've been at a couple practices um, this last weekend and I'm really excited to, to see what they can do. This is their first season truly yeah. um, since last year got canceled. So yeah, it'll be really fun to see the improvement. And I, I know the girls are, are taking it seriously and um, they're ready to leave it all out there. Yeah, absolutely. But this was very fun. I'm glad, I'm glad we could do this. I, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you weren't too nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yes no I'm only sweating a little bit but no, lots a of fun. <laughs> I have to, I have to say by the way to, to 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 make you laugh I was just thinking it's like wow this is the first time that I think Julie might other than like on social media I think this might be the first time that Julie might actually see my face without a mask <laughs> yes <laughs> yes such a, the world such- of COVID such a such a weird year but no i'm super happy that we could do this i i I hope you enjoyed it and i'm sure a lot of people will enjoy it um but for everybody listening you can listen to this podcast on apple podcast soundcloud pressrepublican.com we put it on our twitter instagram twitter uh twitter page instagram uh story and our facebook page um but if you can't find it anywhere else let me know and i'll try to put it somewhere else but julie this was fun i'm glad we could do it yes thanks joey no problem at all. But as Joe Templio likes to say, thank you everybody for listening and we wish you all a little weak side help. <laughs>